few years ago now there was a YouTube video that got 33 million views called uh, Why I Hate Religion But Love Jesus. You may have seen it um, when it came out. But it's a, a young-looking pastor who um, says just that in kind of spoken word rap format. Um, why his love for Jesus sort of makes him detest religion because as he interprets it, religion is this sort of self-righteous, um, earthly, man-made thing that Jesus didn't come uh, to change, but to simply abolish. That Jesus, um, unlike religion, takes care of our relationship for us. Religion is this working out of our salvation and trying to do everything right, and especially you're vulnerable to being fake. He says that um, he had been religious when he was growing up, but uh, even though he went to church on Sunday and looked like a good Christian and all that, and his friends were all Christians, that he in fact knew himself to be addicted to pornography, that on the weekends he was getting drunk with his friends, that he was having sex with his girlfriend uh, outside of marriage, that he knew he was a hypocrite, but he was keeping up appearances. And then later he had a profound experience of God's grace and Jesus' mercy and realized that um, all of that fakery, all that phonyism, all that religion was for naught. That Jesus loved him just the way he was and that he would give him the grace to live his life the way he should, he should live it. And so one line that struck me out of it, I watched it again this morning, he says, religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God. Jesus is God searching for man. It's very good and very pithy, and I think it's actually true to some extent that our, if you want to call our faith a religion, it certainly is the religion that we didn't make up to try to get to God. It's something God invented brand new in order to get to us. It's not like we're out trying to climb a mountain and find the meaning of life. It's like the mountain came down to our level. God came from heaven in the form of Jesus and spoke to us, spoke a word of mercy and peace. But nevertheless, that's out there, and it's a criticism, especially these days with um, the church not looking so great in the news and all these abuse scandals and everything else. It would be so easy to look to the inside from the outside and say, it's all a bunch of hypocrisy and pointless rules. Rules that, by the way, you people aren't even following. So why should I take it seriously? Right? Why don't I just have Jesus, pure Jesus, and get rid of these trappings of religion? On the other side, you have um, sort of the attitude that sounds similar, but is actually the opposite, which is all the religions basically teach the same thing. Be a good person. Love others. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Don't judge. Take care of the poor. If you have extra and someone has nothing, you should give what you have to even it out. All the religions, whether it's Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they all pretty much say the same moral code. They just differ in the spiritual stuff that Jesus rose from the dead or Jesus is the son of God or Muhammad is his prophet or Buddha has the right way. If you just take away all the superstition of it, you're just left with the kernel of goodness that is religion. Thomas Jefferson, for instance, believed this. He took a copy of the New Testament and he cut out all the spots. You can still see this. I forget what museum it's in. But he cut out all the parts of the Gospels where Jesus did any miracles or Jesus rose from the dead or spoke about his relationship with the Father. He thought that was all irrelevant. What was really relevant was things like the Sermon on the Mount. You know, 
I say to you that it's not good enough you just not to, to love your, your neighbor. You have to love your enemies. Turn the other cheek. These moral codes, these extreme moral demands and charity, he said that was good, but the rest of the stuff, just get rid of it. What's the point of it? But see, both of those sides, they say different things, but kind of both of them are reasons to ditch religion, right? Certainly there would be reasons why you wouldn't have to be here on a Sunday night. You could be doing whatever you want. I'm loving Jesus or I'm being a good person. Why be here? Well, the answer is that you cannot um, just have... In other words, rules will not save us. The guy is right with the 33 million hits on YouTube. Religion, if it's just rules, it can't save you. I'm sorry. You can try as you might and follow every single rule, every single commandment in the Bible, every single precept of the church. That will not save you. Only Jesus can save you. But on the other hand, you can't just have Jesus and no rules, no road map. You can't just say, well, I'm saved, so I'm saved. Saying it doesn't make it happen. You need to somehow change your life to receive the gift of salvation, to somehow get God in you, to get his salvation appropriated for yourself in your own life. In other words, I need Jesus to be saved, but in order to get Jesus, somehow I have to change. If I want to get to California, for instance, on a road trip, I need a car. I need a way to get there. That's Jesus. But I also need a map. He needs to point me in the right direction. I need to cooperate with that grace in order to get where I'm going. And a lot of this has to do with what religion really means, because I've been throwing that word around and certainly it gets thrown around. But what is religion, actually? It comes from two words in Greek, religio. Ligio is the same root as ligament. It's a connective tissue. It's a connection. Religio is what reconnects us to what we lost in the beginning, which is our connection to God. We all experience the loss of the connection to God. And it creates, by the way, all these other losses of connection, all these other broken relationships with my neighbor, my family, my friends, myself. We all experience this alienation. We need to be reconnected somehow to God. Well, what is Jesus but that connection? the mediator between God and human beings. He's not the abolishment of religion. He's the fulfillment of it. He said it himself that I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. These gospel readings today and this reading from St. James today can easily be used to support those two perspectives that I just put out there. I'm sure in your classes and in your, your families and, and in your communities and society, you're hearing those influences all the time why religion shouldn't matter. Right? You even say, well, Jesus says it himself. You guys make up all these human rules. What's the point of it all? Just love. Right? Love your neighbor. That's, that's all there is to it. But try to love your neighbor. <laughs> try to love your enemies. Try to turn the other cheek without the grace of God, without Jesus there to help you. It's impossible. Jesus is our reconnection. So how do I get Jesus? How do I cooperate with his grace? We need to repent. It's Jesus' first word to his people. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word in Greek is metanoia, change your mind. Allow me, he's saying, to completely upend the way you think, the way you act, the way you see the world. I'll finish with this story. One of my favorite saints, St. Francis of Assisi, 
was kind of a playboy. He did whatever he wanted. He was rich. His dad owned this, you know, he was a big textile merchant. He had all the money he wanted, all the glamour. He could do whatever he wanted. And he started to feel the pang of conscience that God was calling him to a different way of life. And he was trying to live that way. He was trying to be a better Catholic, a better Christian. But there was one thing that was always really hard for him. To love the lepers. People back then had leprosy in Italy, in Assisi, and they would have to live outside, just as in Bible times, live outside the town because it was this horrible, contagious disease. It would disfigure you and your limbs would rot and people smelled. So they would live by themselves out in the woods. And sometimes he would pass them as he was moving from town to town on his horse. He'd see them and he was so revolted by the sight of them that he would purposely ride the other way to try to avoid even looking at them. Does it remind you of any people today? There's certainly people in the world that we avert our eyes. We don't even want to look. I don't even want to think about the fact that that person has to live that way or they're by themselves. And we just don't, would rather not think about it. That was St. Francis. And he knew it was wrong. He knew those people were creatures, were beloved sons and daughters of God, but he didn't know what to do about it. Until one day, he felt so strongly that he saw a leper on his path and he got off his horse, got down, knelt down, and kissed his sores. He kissed the very things that revolted him. And he gave him some money and he rode away. He tried to come back and find the man later, but he was gone and he couldn't find him. Nobody knew who he was. And he realized that who he had done that for was the Lord himself, was Jesus. And he said in his testament, about his own autobiography, he said, For when I was in sin, it seemed to me very bitter to see lepers. And the Lord himself led me amongst them, and I showed mercy to them. And when I left them, that which had seemed to me bitter was changed for me into sweetness of body and soul. And afterwards I remained a little, and then I left the world. He means, of course, that he gave away everything. He took on vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and he lived completely, utterly for the Lord. But it was that last little thing that was holding him back from saying yes to Jesus. This little point of conversion. It might have been seen as a rule, right? The good Samaritan, you have to get off your horse, you have to love the poor, even the poorest of the poor. But it's God's own demands on his conscience and in his scriptures and through his church that gives us the opportunity to change our minds or let our minds be changed. And there may be some rule or some precept of the church or some commandment in the scriptures that we find difficult. And we may be tempted to say, well, I'm basically a good person or I don't need this religion thing. You might hear this from your friends or, or people in your classes. But the way to get him and the way to peace and the way to reconnection is through Jesus and the way to Jesus is through repentance. Repentance.